Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, even that adoration and praise will be accepted, and I appreciate it. It is good to to be here. Thank you for joining us. We're going to talk. Look, I'm going to talk today. Gonna venture into dangerous waters. We're gonna venture into just what's going on with these recount these audits, audits, recounts, Arizona, what's going on in, in Michigan. Not allowed to talk about this. Which this is a massive problem if you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about these things on social media. I've already been kicked off of YouTube. As I've shared with you, I think um, I shouldn't say kicked off. I think I'm doing uh, dealing with a I don't even pay attention anymore. These jokers are so against the free exchange of ideas. They have no interest. They have no interest in any question. You simply ask a question. You think about this. You ask a question about just what if something is this way? How do we how do we know it? Why are they not? They, being these uh, county election boards and so forth, why are they not being transparent? Isn't that a problem? Aren't these allegations a problem? Maybe there's an answer for all of these things. I mean, 70, I think it's close to 80% of Republican voters uh, don't trust the election results. That is a massive problem. Well, Todd, that's because of Trump. Okay. It's because of Trump. But the problem is there's been lots of signed affidavits, thousands as I understand it, alleging uh, malfeasance in certain districts, lots of uh, districts around this, this country, lots of cities. We're just supposed to ignore that. Look, it doesn't mean – it is remarkable to me. It is remarkable to me to think that – if one person somewhere in the country or two or ten commit a crime, that that definitively means that the entire election is invalid. That There's obviously – Heritage Foundation has done a study on this, and there are convictions of people on a regular basis for voter fraud and breaking voting, voting laws. This should not come as a shock to anybody. This should not come as a shock to anyone. This is it's just like anything. Newsflash, people break the speed limit laws. Newsflash, people murder people. Why the, by the way, one of the reasons why many conservatives say another law about guns is not going to keep criminals from using them. At some point, it's just it's absurd. The law is there to then be used to take action against people who are uh, 
people taking lives and destroying or you know causing massive problems in a free, peaceful, prosperous society. There are consequences and there should be consequences for that. It's not you can't laws cannot stop things from happening. Hopefully they serve as a deterrent. Sometimes maybe they do, sometimes maybe they they don't. But I tell you will not what will not deter anyone is if no one is held accountable. That definitely will not deter anyone. And so you're left with not being able to ask questions, not be able to even report without being, you know, afraid of getting a lawsuit or silence on social media. I'm not saying that that's what we do here, but that is that is something that has become a reality if you want to talk about this. And we have to be able to trust our elections. There's no <laughs> this isn't <laughs> This is beyond obvious, right? Beyond obvious. And I thought maybe I have so many things running through my head as I'm as I'm preparing this um, this morning. Is you know I, we come on here and I, I just talk with you. I just we we share a conversation about about what's going on. But I saw this just a few minutes before I came on the air. This is. Newsmax, this is was tweeted by Emerald Robinson, one of the journalists at Newsmax. And she was tweeting this out, I guess, what was this, yesterday or I guess 10 hours ago, late last night. Um, this was from Greg Kelly's show on, on Newsmax. Now, remember back in 2016... Hillary Clinton lost the election. You remember this, right? Because you remember the wailing. You remember seeing the fragile, radical left crying in their dorm rooms, requesting adult coloring books, asking for service dogs, canceling college classes and finals because Trump was president, yelling at the universe ah, that President Trump defeated Hillary Clinton. You remember all this, right? These meltdowns, this, I mean, truly embarrassing sort of situation here. You remember this. And suddenly someone on the Democrat Party woke up. I think it might have been Maxine Waters. And she said, hey, guys, this president that just got elected, he really means business. This guy really is going to try to implement these things that he was elected to do. And so we better get our act together here. And we better start talking about impeach 45. Impeach him. Remember, she had a group of followers, wherever the world she was, telling them, Grandma Maxine just out there loving on the president and just showing how bipartisan and full of love and support she was for unity and getting along here in this country. She said to her followers out, outside on the street corners, wherever she was, maybe had a megaphone or a microphone, I can't remember. Sound like screeching to me no matter what it was. But she said, if you see, I'm paraphrasing here, but we've pay, played the soundbite on here several times. If you see someone from Trump's cabinet and they're at a restaurant, you make you get a crowd together. You tell them they're not welcome there. <laughs> you, you get them out of there. Right? Get those folks. They don't, don't let them eat in peace. Remember, she said this. Don't let them eat in peace. 
all the while, right? This, this, was, this was all stirred up. Stirred up because Trump stole the election, allegedly. Trump, now you can say that. In fact, you're allowed to say that. You're expected to say that. If you don't say that Trump stole the election in 2016 and that Vladimir Putin, through his Facebook ad team, tricked American voters into voting for Trump instead of Hillary, who they really should have voted for, you are considered abnormal. You are considered, you are considered the fool in the room. If you don't believe that there was an elaborate campaign conducted on Facebook and Pokemon Go, by the way, and I've shared with you before, I've seen when I'm running at the park or actually one time getting a haircut, a group of folks playing Pokemon Go. And I can't tell you how close I've been, and I really mean this, on two or three occasions where I, where I almost just asked them, hey, which of you folks were tricked into voting for Trump because of an ad you saw on Pokemon Go? Can I see your hands? Which ones of you were, were, were you know, completely bamboozled here and tricked into voting for Trump? It was cool. It was hip. It was the narrative. It was the narrative. We had investigations. It led ultimately to impeachment. It did. The, the Russian collusion hoax which we sought after, this nation sought after and followed the stupid narrative and Russian dossiers and all this sort of stuff. Christopher Steele, Golden Showers, all this stuff we followed. We followed for years. Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, my goodness, Trump's a puppet of Russia. Vladimir Putin's running the show here. This is just unbelievable. What we've allowed to happen, MSNBC, CNN, nonstop on this stuff, ultimately, again, led to the Ukraine uh, phone call, which led to Trump's first impeachment. I mean, this is truly what happened. And on top of all that, and this is, again, I'm going back to this clip that this was put together by Newsmax slash Greg Kelly on his program last night. Meanwhile, we had the loser of 2016, Hillary Rodham Clinton going around the country giving speeches where she constantly, constantly talked about how great of a candidate she was. You can be the best candidate. You can run a perfect campaign. You can be what's just the exact solution America needs. You can be the first woman president that America would have ever had, and it can be stolen from you. This is what she was saying. You don't have to believe me. You can listen to the words that she spoke herself. Here's a montage Put together by Greg Kelly, Newsmax. Listen to this. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. Mm-hmm. And you can have the election stolen from you. Mm. And the crowd cheers. That's acceptable. You could run the best campaign. You could again. be the nominee. But you could still lose because, number one, you could lose with voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Or you could lose because of hacking and theft of material. Well, I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. Mm -hmm. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. I know that he knows Mm -hmm. that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day, and Mm -hmm. history will probably sort it all out. There were many funny things that happened in my election that will not happen again. Really? She knows that definitively. Out on the speaking tour, on television shows, on stage. In fact, if you ask her today if this issue comes up, 
she still won't admit that she just simply lost the 2016 election. All sorts of funny things happened. Trump knows he didn't win. Hillary won. You can say all these things. YouTube won't censor me at all. They, well, I'm not even on YouTube today because I've been, whatever, censored for asking questions. Asking asking questions and raising some responses to some of the things that Liz Cheney... You better You better fall in line with what Liz Cheney says, which is Trump is basically dangerous, tearing our party apart, ripping apart... Um, our nation at at the it's very seems the fabric of our society because well he's questioning the election results. Meanwhile, right, just that's just a small snippet of Hillary's Hillary's uh, what it's not my fault tour speaking tour that she goes around the country giving on television. She's allowed to say these things. No one once said you're undermining the integrity of our elections. No one once ever said hey this is proven to be. A fraud. No one once, when they were interviewing her, so far as I saw anyway, asked her or made the statement that, hey, you know that that Russian dossier was actually funded by your campaign. No one once said that everything that you're basing your arguments upon have been completely proven to be false. This is a ridiculous narrative to begin with. Why on earth, again, the great conspiracy of all time, why on earth would the last step of the conspiracy to pull off the stealing of the 2020 election be an ad campaign? Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't. I encourage critical thinking on this program. But the narrative was, the narrative was by the media, by the left, by Hillary Clinton. Well, you know, Putin and Trump sat down and they came up with this ad campaign. And then they executed the campaign. <gasps> They posted ads on Facebook and Pokemon Go, and now Facebook's going around making sure, playing this game, that they do everything they can. They, it, it, it has gotten so ridiculous that, I, that they have people who their, their job is to make sure that they fact-check everything a conservative says, all under the guise, all under the guise of what happened in 2016. We can't have that again. Misinformation campaign. Meanwhile... There's literally sworn affidavits. There are attorneys that are questioning things in the 2020 election. There are statisticians that point out things that seem to be highly improbable, if not statistically impossible, yet we're not allowed to even talk about it. You mention it, you'll be shut down. Does this sound like a nation, a country that you were taught about when you were in school? It doesn't sound like the one I was taught about. The one that was framed by our founding fathers doesn't sound like that at all to me. You're supposed to embrace and allow for and accept the ridiculous, unfounded, nonsensical narrative of Hillary Clinton and Russian collusion and Putin being the puppeteer and Trump being the puppet here in the United States of America. For four years. And then, of course, Trump being a Nazi and Trump running concentration camps. All that stuff's fine. Totally fine. Media's cool with it. AOC can say what she wants. By the way, I saw Black Lives Matter. They're they're standing in some of them, standing in solidarity with Hamas. That's cute. That's fine as well, right? I mean, in fact, I saw a cartoon. I don't know who did it. There's two. I, I can't really explain. I shouldn't have said the cartoon. <laughs> But one shows the, the Hamas, and it's got 
a group of women and children, and it's got a bunker behind the women and children firing rockets, right, firing rockets at Israel. Then the other side of the graphic shows the army, the Israeli army, Defense Force, IDF, out in front while the people in Israel are in bunkers, the women and children are in bunkers. It's an exactly flipped scenario. Hamas uses its women and children as shields, and the Israeli Defense Force is the shield for its women and children. And But we're supposed to treat these things as, as equals. All that stuff is fine. Blaming Israel, calling them occupiers, all this stuff, cool. Trump runs concentration camps, but you can't question. You can't even ask a question about the election. You can't ask a question about why these people came out in droves in 2020. Signed affidavits. You can't ask any question about anything that comes up from the audit. They don't want you to see the audit. All they want you to know is 70-plus court cases, right? 70 cases, judge threw them all out. Folks, there's not been a single, to my knowledge, there's not been a single case where discovery has actually taken place at all. These things have been dismissed, jurisdiction and all the standing and all this stuff, throwing these these cases out. And I want to talk about it today. We have to talk about it. If 78% of Republicans think that the election was rigged or manipulated or stolen or whatever it is, whatever, if that's the if that's the perception that we have you would think that county clerks around the country would unite and say this is a problem we have to we have to show and regain the show why these election results are trustworthy if that's indeed the case because people don't believe them one party doesn't believe them almost you know four, four out of five of you know republicans don't according to polling don't believe the results we better figure out a way to earn their trust but they don't care they don't care if you don't believe them in fact, you see some of these emails going around in Michigan between local clerks and how they get around, how they circumvent the requirements by the law to keep records. It's remarkable to watch, to witness this stuff. And you don't, a lot of folks don't know about it because it's not in the mainstream news and you're not allowed to talk about it anywhere. So put yourself in my shoes and you see these things. What are you supposed to do? Just pretend like it doesn't exist? I don't know. I'm sure, I'll be punished for it. Facebook, I'll pine. I don't know. That's why you got to follow us on, get the podcast or subscribe to our email newsletter, toddfshow.com slash subscribe, totally free. Anyway, long in the segment, going to take a break. Come back and continue sharing a little bit, talking about this, these audits and what's going on. And they must be, I mean, we got a mess in Arizona. We've got Antrim County, Michigan that they're, you know, Michigan might be moving towards an, a full forensic audit, maybe Georgia. Here we are in May. The election was, what, six months ago or so. Got to get time out. Back here in just a minute. My friends, so let us look here. This is Washington Examiner. This was uh, posted yesterday, 10, I don't know, 10 something, and almost 11 o'clock yesterday morning. Daniel Chayton 
Headline, Michigan Michigan attorney claims explosive evidence found in Antrim County 2020 election fraud case. Now, this, you may remember, is the county in Michigan that originally went for Biden, but they realized that there was a mistake made in the county. Their counts were off, and Trump actually... Uh, won that particular county. They have blamed that on human error, which, of course, is a possibility. I'm trying to be as fair a lot. That is one possibility in the grand scheme of things. You know what? Anytime something happens that shouldn't happen and somebody's responsible, you can say the logical options are this. The person intentionally did it or the person unintentionally did it, right? Unintentional is a mistake, is an accident, an error. Intentional is fraud, is deceit. And on a, if we were to draw this out on a logical, what the logical options were on a sheet of paper or on a tablet if you prefer, and we were just to, to graph out the possible explanations for this. One of those would absolutely be human error. Absolutely. That's what the county and the state have said. They also say that there was a failure to properly update software across the country. Again, this could be another unintentional uh, situation where someone is simply inept. So, again, you've got you know, the mistake an error that's happened, it can be intentional. Again, fraud, deceit, someone trying to manipulate the system. Or you can have another branch on your little logical diagram here that says unintentional. And just, you know, you can have simple mistakes, or now you can add underneath unintentional as a potential um, list of reasons. You've got ineptitude. Someone just didn't do their job well. And then of course you can say do they did, you know, do they not do their job well because they're truly inept or were they not doing their job because they didn't really care about maintaining proper results. I mean, the point is you can you can list out a whole bunch of explanations here. I'm not arguing for anything. I'm simply reporting what they have what this attorney is saying, which journalists won't do by the way. Um, let's see here. So they blamed human error, a failure to properly update software across the county. But the attorney, Mr. DePerno, what's his first name? I want to say, hold on here, make sure I get it right. Matthew, that's what I thought. Matthew and his client. So Matthew DePerno is the attorney. And this is what Daniel writes in the article. Explosive information suggests the 2020 election in Antrim County, Michigan was ripe for fraud, according to a local attorney involved in a lawsuit over the contest that took <clears throat> more, than, more than six months after it took place. Excuse me. Throat got a little messed up there for a moment. Matthew DiPerno, that's the attorney and his client, Antrim County resident William Bailey held an event with supporters on Monday, one day before Antrim County Circuit Judge Kevin Elsenheimer is expected to decide whether to dismiss the case in which, and we'll, I've got some information on that too, in which Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has intervened and defended 
the integrity of the election. The attorney, again, this is Mr. DiPerno, insisted that forensic images, which follow a judge-approved forensic audit of the Antrim County election results, voting machines, and software in December, asserted there were multiple ways there could have been issues with ballot tabulation and called on state legislators to conduct a statewide audit of the election. It's nearly impossible to uncover fraud unless you have an actual audit of the ballots, DePerno said after claiming his team determined they had the capability to flip votes. DePerno said his team made new discoveries as recently as this weekend. So, DePerno could be wrong. Again, in our list here of logical op- options, in complete fairness, because we're not allowed to ask the questions, we're not allowed to see discovery, we're not allowed to go through any of this. When there is an audit, as there is in the state of Arizona, there's a constant attempt to attack the auditors. Experts are attacking the auditors. Auditors don't know what they're doing, they claim. That could be possible in our series of logical explanations. It's also completely possible that the experts don't know what they're doing. It also is completely possible that those experts could either intentionally or unintentionally, due to ineptitude or just errors and mistakes, that they don't know what they're talking about either. But we're not allowed to have the conversation, so how are we ever going to know? We're just supposed to believe what the headlines state, which is Republican leaders. Now we got a Republican election board in Maricopa County that's, I'm switching states here on you, but to, to paint the picture of what's going on with these audits, Arizona, there's there's a fight between the Senate who's trying to get, uh, you know, have these audits to see what's going on. Some people say they're playing a game, a political gamesmanship. Again, a logical possibility. That certainly could be what hap- what's happening. Or, or certainly could be possible that they want to know what the heck went on in their elections given all the things that they've heard and the simple unwillingness um, of people involved in elections to give answers that are adequate to this. That could be possible. Both those things, logical possibilities here. We're not allowed to talk about one of them, though. What does that tell you? It's totally absurd, the place that we've, that we've gotten here. But Mr. DiPerno is saying that there is evidence to suggest, to, sh- to, to say, hey, there could have been, there could have been, I think is how he said it. Um, there could have been situations here where People could have, you know, votes, vote tabulation, ballot tabulation could have been incorrect. And now the only way to know that is to do a forensic audit. Oh, well, Todd, that's going to cost a lot of money. (laughs) The only time, the only time I ever hear the radical left care about how much something costs is when it's for the military or it's for something like this. I mean, this is actually one of the things they should be doing. Maybe they should stop studying the effects of the shrimp running on a treadmill or some such thing, right? I mean, this is the sort of stuff that we actually should be doing as a government. But yet, there's no interest or motivation. In fact, when you read some of these emails, which I've seen Mr. DiPerno share on, on social media, it's quite problematic to say the least quick time out here is in order you're listening to conservative not better talk i am your host todd huff back here in just a minute 
Welcome back. <clears throat> By the way, program. Sorry about that. Program brought to you in part by our friends at Intrepid Financial. Intrepid, uh, Intrepid Financial located in Carmel, north side of Indianapolis. If you're concerned about your investments, consider reaching out to Intrepid. They're always ready to walk you through your investment strategy. Been helping Hoosiers since 1998. Family owned and operated intrepidfinancial.com, 317-818-1776. Got to love the phone number, 317-818-1776. Be sure to tell them that Todd sent you. So, look, I, you know, I'm going to play a little bit of this. This is the the uh, attorney, Mr. DiPerno, on with uh, O'Bannon. He's on on with O'Bannon here recently. I just want you to. I'm just going to play a little bit of this, just so you can hear. This is the attorney in Michigan, Antrim County. Just want you to listen to the, some of the stuff that he's trying to talk about. Here it is, Matt. What do you got? So, for the, us? so after the election closes, uh, we've discovered that built into the system is the ability for someone to reopen the election, um, put more ballots into the tabulator. Basically, what we call ballot stuffing, um, and then retabulate, print out a new uh, tabulator tape, but backdate that tape uh, to November 3rd, um, and uh, walk out basically walk out the door with anyone knowing they were back in that tabulator. Um, and we see that through uh, some of the remnants that are left in the forensic audit or forensic images that we got. So, Matt, here's a, here's a question, though. If Assume Dominion are not morons. Why would they be so adamant, particularly in your case? Because they're sitting there going, hey, it's not hooked up to the Internet. It doesn't cross county lines. It can't get to the Secretary of State of, of, uh, of Michigan. This all got to come about in the way we say it. Why would they, have a mach- why would they be that adamant and, and actually have a machine that you're now alleging you could actually, through some sort of engineering – Right. or just some sort of process change that somebody could do could actually change an election after it happened? How, how, how can you have that wide a gap between the bid and the ask? Well, well, what we find is that because the these elected officials have no control uh, over their own election, we found out on Friday that the Secretary of State, she responded to some of our discovery requests. Uh, she admitted that she has no control uh, over the source code, which state law requires that she keep an escrow. Um, and she also admitted that she has no idea how any of these machines work or operate uh, or how they function. So you have a, a company like Dominion that's able to set up this system where it convinces these states to sign these onerous contracts, essentially turning over control of the state elections to Dominion. And then if you want to find anything out about the election, you want to audit the election, they, they send you to uh, the election commission, um, which where they actually have people put in place that are former employees of Dominion. And that's what they're that's some of the problems they're running into out in Arizona um, is the people who who they say are certified to run the election are actually these former Dominion people. Okay, his, his words, not mine. He may be wrong. He may be. Uh, well, he's asking. He's saying that there's a capability to to ta- to change the tabulation. 
Now, maybe, maybe there's an explanation for this. Look, I'm just trying to be abundantly fair here. Maybe there's an explanation. I don't know why that would be. You would think, again, I'm not in that business, but you would think all you would want your machines to do is to stay secure and to be assured of the count, you know, to create counts that you can that you can trust and to be able to provide a and a paper trail that if there was a question, you could go back and you could say, oh, here's the problem. It really wasn't wrong. The count was right. Or, oh, wow, this, the, there really were mistakes here. And now we can correct it. Right? That's really, isn't that really what a machine should do? Maybe there's a reason why they would need to be able to go in and change the tabulation. I don't, I would have to think long and hard about what even one example of that would be. Because again, if if you're counting, if you're counting the if the machine's counting the votes accurately or doing its best job to do that, and let's say the machine does make a mistake, if there's a way to go back and to see the paper trail, you shouldn't have to change the tabulation. You should be able to, I don't know, not just, not just go in and change the raw data, which is what he's alleging. And again, I'm not saying that this is that this is true. I'm not even mentioning, for the record, any name here of any. Any company, this gets people into big trouble. That's not what I'm, I'm just saying. If this, if these allegations are true, regardless of of the of the company that's being alleged to have created these problems, maybe this is all the companies. I don't know. But if this is what the situation is, and there's a way to change the tallies, then to his point, we should just be able to do. The state of Michigan should be able to do a, a physical, full forensic audit and look at the ballot images and so forth instead of just looking at tabulations that could have been changed. Again, maybe there's a reason. Doesn't mean that the only explanation is that, um, you know, someone's trying to break the law. Again, just in the in the list of logical explanations, doesn't mean that someone is trying to give. Another group, a way to change counts nefariously. It could mean that in our grand scheme of logical explanations. No accusations being leveled here, simply asking the questions. We should be able to ask them. Maybe there are great answers, but you're not allowed to ask them. Courts don't want anything to do with this. And I this look, there's a group of people that are out there fighting this stuff that I mean, they've been they've been silenced and ignored in a lot of ways, but they're not they're not going away. Thankfully, we have to get to the bottom of this. We have to be able to trust the integrity of our elections, and you've got to be able to trust your host to stay on the time here. I'm a little bit long. Quick time out. Back here in just a minute. I was telling Oz here during the break that, you know, it's 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 like this to me when you look at, and again, I'm not mentioning any names of these voting. It, it doesn't matter at this particular stage. It's just the idea, just in general. Voting machines, maybe there's a reason that they're set up this way. I don't know what that would be. It seems like you wouldn't want people to be able to change counts. If this attorney is correct, if he's correct, and maybe he's wrong, maybe he simply said it creates the opportunity for that to happen, and the only way to know if that happened was to see 
the the audit or excuse me the uh, have a hand audit. But I think about it like this. I think you know it's like let's say let's say I drive down the highway at 120 miles an hour, and let's say I'm driving a particular brand of vehicle. I won't even name a brand. This is just a hypothetical. I don't want to have anything bad to say about any brand. But if the car is created and it registers on the speedometer one whatever it is, 140, let's say, and I drive that baby 140, I can't say that it's the automaker's fault that I was driving 140. The sign, the post, the posted speed limit might be 65, 70, 80, wherever you are. It's my responsibility to drive within that. And so if I sped the car, then I sped the car. That's not on the manufacturer's list of responsibilities, how I use their particular piece of, of equipment, their vehicle. And likewise, Maybe there's a reason, just like there's a reason a manufacturer would create a car that can go up to 140, say. Likewise, there might be a reason for these other things to exist in voting systems and software. And maybe it's just a you know a feature. Maybe it's not. I don't call it. A, it's maybe it's just the way that they work. Maybe it's supposed to help in something else. Maybe maybe it's just an oversight and something that they should get rid of. And it's just a pathway by which someone can use that particular setup to take advantage of the system. Maybe that's it. It doesn't mean there's anything nefarious necessarily going on. Just in our list again, we're just talking about logical options and possibilities here. It could mean that. It could mean it doesn't necessarily mean that. Anyway, we got to be able to discuss these things without fear of repercussions or whatever else. Back here in just a minute. my friends that unfortunately is all of the time that i have to share with you today to, to chat to talk here but we gotta we gotta solve this problem we have to be able to discuss without without attacking a you know a company or um you know slandering or whatever all the, the legal terminology is here um just to be able to discuss these things these are our elections we have to be able to have faith in them. I've got to go. Thanks for listening. S-D-G. See you tomorrow. Take care.